Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's January 12th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. A good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've got six briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First, Joe Biden has promised that $7 billion in new aid to Central America will slow or stop illegal migration. We'll talk about whether or not that is likely true. Second, we've got a robbery to talk about in the country of Chile. It involves copper, and it might just affect your pocketbook. Third, Sweden's plan to join the military alliance of NATO has hit a brick wall, and it's the country of Turkey that's to blame. Fourth, and switching gears to domestic affairs, Texas is swimming in a budget surplus, while California is sinking with a major deficit. I'll explain why. Next, some potentially good news for America's farmers and ranchers as they fight for their ability to repair their own farm equipment. Finally, to wrap up today's brief, I've got an update on the Biden intel scandal. They have found more classified documents in a new unsecured location. But before we get to that, we got to get started with this. Yesterday was the conclusion of the meetings between the leaders of Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., where one of the final things that they discussed was illegal migration. At a press conference yesterday, Joe Biden again stated that America's guiding policy to stop or slow illegal migration is to address the root causes that cause or encourage people to come to the United States illegally. Now, if that phrase root causes sounds familiar, well, it should. I briefed you on it before, but just to refresh our memories, it's the idea that if only we could fix the corruption and crime and poverty in places like El Salvador and Guatemala and Honduras, then people from those countries would never try to come to America in the first place. And that's what Biden proposed once again yesterday. So here's what he said. Quote, we're going to continue our efforts to address the root causes of migration and tell people to stay in their home countries. I've asked Congress for $4 billion to provide for that. We've also had our vice president to help secure private donations of over $3 billion. Now, there is absolutely logic to what Mr. Biden is proposing, addressing root causes. But as ever, the devil is in the details. So to break down the $7 billion that he's proposing... The first $4 billion is actually an amount that he asked for two years ago in Congress. And he said then and now that the money would go to nonprofit organizations doing humanitarian work. 
Although then as now, it's not clear which organizations would get that money or precisely what they would do with it. In fact, the normally supportive media outlet called National Public Radio said at the time of Biden's initial proposal that, quote, the plan is being billed as the first of its kind, but much of the proposal is expanding on previous efforts by the federal government that have done little to curb migration from that region. All right, so that leaves the three billion raised by Kamala Harris. But to be clear, this three billion dollars is money that private companies like MasterCard and Pepsi and Microsoft had already announced that they were going to invest regardless of the immigration debate. It was money to be used to expand or grow in those markets as a normal part of their doing business. In other words, I think that a reasonable person here might question whether this four or seven billion dollars will really fix the root causes of anything. Because frankly, as NPR correctly highlighted, it's all been done before and failed. But as always, you get to make the call whether or not that is true. And with that, folks, let's leave Mexico and Central America this morning and head to the nation of Chile in South America. Because we need to talk about how a robbery there could affect pocketbooks here. So here's what we know. On early Tuesday morning of this week, in the port city of San Antonio, Chile, there were 12 containers of copper sitting in a storage yard waiting to be shipped. Well, a gang broke into that seaport, disabled the security cameras, and they drove in some pretty heavy-duty trucks right to those 12 containers. When a security guard approached them, well, they beat the poor fellow and tied him up. Then they loaded the copper and drove off. All in all, they took $4.4 million worth of copper, and the police have no leads. Now, this is not the first time that this has happened recently. According to Reuters News, we've seen an increasing number of these attacks, previously on trains carrying copper, but now at seaports. Regardless, either way, it's a troubling development for Chile, as they are the world's largest producer of copper, and that metal is increasing in demand and value. Prices have popped recently to $9,000 a ton, with analysts expecting 11000 by the end of this year. All right, so why do we care about this robbery or Chile? Well, copper is increasingly important as the world ramps up the production of things like solar panels and batteries and electric vehicles, even transmission lines. In other words, copper is a foundational metal to building all sorts of things. And what we've seen in other places with this type of resource, for instance, in Nigeria with oil, bandits can hobble an entire industry, and that affects global supplies and global pocketbooks. By the way, if you have time, research this issue. A quick internet search on Nigerian oil bandits will be pretty eye-opening, I think, for most of us. Regardless, I'm going to keep an eye on this one and see if Chile can get a hold of this issue before it becomes a real crisis just like it has in Nigeria with its oil. All right, folks, next up, we are going to leave South America behind, and we're going to jet across the Atlantic Ocean all the way to Sweden. I've got an update this morning on their bid to join NATO, and unfortunately, there is some bad news to report. But first, let me refresh our memories on this issue and why we care. So just after Russia invaded Ukraine, the Scandinavian countries of Sweden and Finland decided that they would join NATO which of course is the Western military alliance that promises that if one country is attacked, then all will respond in defense. But in order for any country to join NATO, all the other NATO members have to agree. 
Well, in this case, one didn't. And that country is the NATO country of Turkey. And Turkey was opposed because Finland and especially Sweden are home to a group of ethnic people called the Kurds. About 100,000 Kurds live in Sweden, for instance. But they are actually originally from Turkey, but unfortunately fled because they claimed that Turkey's president, Mr. Erdogan, was trying to hunt them down, either to jail them or kill them. And, well, they're right. (laughs) He was and is. And that's because he views many of these Kurds as terrorists. So that issue kicked off a big diplomatic fight last summer where Finland and Sweden were going to have to be flexible on this issue of Kurds if they wanted to get into NATO. Well, in the months since then, they struck an initial compromise that, yes, they would send some of those Kurds back, but, or as so long as, Turkey could prove that they were terrorists. And that takes us to today's update. Sweden's Prime Minister Ulf Kristersson is saying that there is nothing left to discuss with Turkey, that he and his country have done everything possible to meet Turkey's demands. But unfortunately, quote, they want things that we cannot and will not give them, end quote. So what he's referring to here is one Kurdish man in particular. It's a journalist living in Sweden that Turkey believes was involved in a coup attempt to remove President Erdogan from office a few years ago. Well, Sweden's Supreme Court heard a case involving this journalist, possibly to send him back to Turkey, and they said, no, he cannot be, which, well, made Turkey pretty angry. And so now the situation is just frozen. Sweden, by law, cannot extradite this journalist, and Turkey won't budge because, well, they don't have to. NATO continues on without him. And to that point, NATO Secretary General recently said that, effectively, Both Sweden and Finland are already in NATO, saying, quote, it is inconceivable that NATO would not act if the security of Sweden and Finland were ever threatened. So all in all, folks, this actually matches the counsel that I gave you back in June when I said that despite the headlines, membership for these two countries in NATO wasn't really that big of a deal or even needed, because in reality, if either country were attacked by Russia, we would be there for them. But look, even still, I'll keep you posted on this one because we could see some horse trading yet to come. And that could involve the United States giving Turkey something that it really wants. And that's our prized F-35 fighter jets. Now, Turkey was supposed to get an order of these jets, but they got put on a naughty list of sorts back in 2019, all because they bought a Russian air defense system. And so the U.S. Congress said, no planes for you, Turkey. Well, I should say no F-35s anyway. So we'll see if these new fancy jets get tossed back into the mix, sort of as a sweetener to help Turkey see the NATO light, as it were. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I've got three more critical pieces of news for you. So hang tight and we will be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factor's no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time 
to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash pdb50, that's five zero, and use code pdb50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pdb50 at factormeals.com slash pdb50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You've heard it said, and it's true. Time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, how can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct, I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu pdb to enroll. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu pdb to register. Welcome back to the PDB. I've got three more critical pieces of news for you this morning. First up, two of the most important states in the union are reporting two very different paths this morning. One is in very good financial position and the other is not. So let's start with the good news. On Monday, the state of Texas announced that it had a $33 billion budget surplus. The state is overflowing from record amounts of revenue from homeowners, in other words, property taxes, but really from oil and gas taxes, which is an industry that has seen tremendous profitability this year because of the war in Ukraine. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, says that he wants to give about half of that surplus back to taxpayers, and the other half, well, has to be obligated to a rainy day fund. Meanwhile, other folks in the legislature are saying, well, we actually want to spend some of that money on upgrading the electrical grid in Texas, which failed back in 2021 during a very nasty winter storm. Meanwhile, we have another state that is not doing so well. That's the state of California. For the past two years, it's seen more people flee that state than any other in the nation. Over 500,000 residents have left. And that helps explain this. The state of California announced on Monday that they were facing a budget shortfall of $24 billion, mainly because tax revenues are about $41 billion lower than expected. And they're lower because California relies heavily on a progressive income tax. So fewer people means less money. Well, there's also another angle to this story. 
California had been doing quite well financially over the past few years, but that is largely because of the federal government's COVID stimulus programs. According to the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, California got an astonishing, listen to this, $577 billion in federal relief, starting from the onset of the pandemic in 2020 through December of 2022. But those days of federal riches are over. California is facing a big set of troubles, by the way, not only for this year, but into future years, too. The state is now forecasting $35 billion in future deficits over the next three years. So as an aside, I suspect that you are going to be hearing a lot more about this over the next year or two as the race for U.S. president starts to heat up. And that's because California, of course, is run from top to bottom by Democrats, while Texas is run top to bottom by Republicans. So both parties have something to either crow about or hope that you will ignore. Next up this morning, I've got a brief that might seem like it doesn't impact you, especially if you're not a farmer or a rancher, but I promise it does. So here we go. On Sunday, the machinery manufacturer John Deere & Company signed a memorandum of understanding with the American Farm Bureau Federation. And the agreement was that farmers and ranchers can repair their own farm equipment, made of course by John Deere, or they can take it to an independent repair shop. You see, up until now, that hadn't been the case. If you had a John Deere piece of equipment, a tractor or a combine, well, once it broke down, you had to take it either to a dealer or the dealer would send a technician to you and you would pay dealer prices, which is to say a whole lot of money. Although that is assuming that they had a tech to send to you, because if not, and the tech was booked up for a week or two, you're going to have to wait. And if you're in the middle of planting or harvesting, that is a potential disaster. And also, for folks unaware, if you try to fix that John Deere tractor or combine yourself, or you had a local guy who could come up with some sort of solution, well, that could void warranties or get you sued. In other words, this very fancy John Deere equipment put a lot of very good farming and ranching families in a real bind because they had no right or ability to repair their own equipment. So this agreement on Sunday was a first step in fixing that imbalance and perhaps putting more control and money back in a farmer's pocket. But there is a catch. This whole agreement is not legally binding. Plus, if any one state passes laws about this right to repair, then the new agreement that covers all states, well, it's null and void. All right, to be fair, John Deere has long maintained that it needs to have exclusive access to repairing their equipment because there's proprietary software involved. So allowing outside technicians to tinker with it might encourage, say, computer viruses or damage its intellectual property. Which reminds me, this issue is such a big deal because modern farm equipment is not the stuff that our grandparents used. It's full of computers and sensors and self-driving gadgetry involving satellites. Ah, one last thing to mention. If you combine this sort of right-to-repair issue along with incredibly advanced equipment, well, it probably helps explain this as well. Prices for old equipment without all that sophisticated gadgetry, well, prices on that stuff are way up, specifically tractors and harvesters from the 1980s and 90s that don't require much more than some wrenches and a little elbow grease to fix. In other words, it might not be fancy, this old stuff, but you can repair it and control it. 
And that actually takes us beyond the facts and data this morning and to my own analysis and opinion. And I want to go back to what I said at the beginning of this brief. How does this issue affect you, even if you're not a farmer or a rancher? So first, the most obvious is that if farmers and ranchers that feed you struggle to stay in business because their expenses are too high, then the entire industry becomes less and less about families operating farms and more about corporations doing it. And as a guy who grew up in the farming and ranching family, I will tell you that that is just bad news in part because it centralizes control of the food supply. And that's what I really want to flag for you this morning. The reason that farm equipment from the 1980s and 90s is so popular is not that it's cheaper to repair, not necessarily. It's really about control. Because when your business can be turned off or on with a flip of a John Deere switch through, let's say, their software update or even a hack, well, that is a bad day. It might even ruin you. But I'll tell you, that's not even the worst part. What happens when your business gets turned off when the government tells John Deere to switch off that tractor or combine? In other words, what happens when we digitize so much of our lives that it becomes so incredibly easy for the government to just turn it off? Now, that might sound a little bit conspiratorial, but I'm going to offer you this. It's a conversation that I had with an old colleague of mine who worked at the NSA. Those are the folks who capture phone calls and emails. They deal with software and gadgets too. Well, I was in a meeting with him and we got to talking about cell phones. And I asked him, hey, what kind of cell phone is the best kind, you know, for security? And without skipping a beat, he said, a broken one. And then he said, look, 30 years ago, my job was hard. To get access to people's lives, it took me a lot of work. And now it's incredibly easy. If we just look at the cell phone, it's a surveillance device now. I can track, control, and manipulate you. So he said, get a smartphone if you want, but just know what you got in your hand and be careful because it's not me that you have to worry about. It's everybody else, other governments and other foreign actors. So to you all, my friends, I offer you that reflection from a guy who would know, especially after the abuses by the U.S. intelligence community in recent years. Because to me, this John Deere story is not just about a right to repair a tractor or a combine, not really. It's about the right to control, to control your property, your business, and your lives. To all my farmers and ranchers out there, I would love to know what you think about this. Email me at briandeanwright.com or my email here at The First, which is pdb at thefirsttv.com. All right, my friends, I've got one more thing before I let you go, so stick with me and we will be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of 3 hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year. I don't know, that sounds like like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. 
They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker Compound, and I am telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves, with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and, and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true, finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Welcome back to the PDB, folks. I've got one more thing before I let you go. Well, it is day three of the Joe Biden Intel scandal, which, of course, is the discovery of top secret classified documents that were left unsecured in an old Washington, D.C. office that Joe Biden used to use after he left the vice presidency years ago. Well, this morning we have another update, and as I expected, this scandal is getting worse. According to NBC News and other media outlets, there has been another discovery of at least another batch of classified documents, but this time it's in a new location, also used by Mr. Biden. The White House was asked about this latest development, asked lots of questions, and they refused to comment. So at this point, we don't know where this new location is, nor do we know how sensitive these classified documents were that were discovered. But what we do know is that other officials in his administration might be implicated in this scandal too. We're talking about the current Secretary of State 
a Pentagon official and a senior White House counselor. They all served with Biden after he left the vice presidency and before he assumed the presidency. So as this scandal grows, and I promise you it will grow, here's what I see happening. And to be clear, I'm moving now from facts to my assessment and opinion. First, we can now fairly say that Biden and his team had a pattern of unlawfully taking classified information to unsecured locations. And that suggests willful negligence, which, according to national security lawyers that I spoke with, raises the very serious risk of prosecution. Second, this classified information was likely moved twice. First, when Biden left the vice presidency, and then again, when he later moved into the Biden think tank. So that gap was many months between those events. So again, this underlines both the severity of the negligence and the pattern of it. All right, so what happens next? Well, I'll tell you, I would bet a month's paycheck that since we now have a pattern of negligence, there are more offices and more houses with more classified documents to be discovered. Or God forbid, we learned that they were taken by or shared with foreign governments. And that's why, in my view, this scandal now demands the appointment of a nonpartisan special counsel with results given to the House of Representatives and the Department of Justice. From there, we can discuss things like administrative discipline or prosecution or something perhaps even more profound like impeachment. But let's investigate this and let's let the facts speak for themselves. And then let the rule of law and democracy take it from there. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is the no spin news all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.